Welcome to The Sad Bastard. I'm your host, Dave Ternowski. Well, it was a good run there. Just over two weeks of feeling good. Then yesterday I woke up feeling great. Top of the world. And at some point in the early afternoon, I was suddenly depressed. Nothing triggered it. Nothing that sticks out in my mind, at least. I just sank into myself. Like my spirit had suddenly caved in. And it tugs at the rest of me, this gravitational pull. It's like a giant star when its core collapses under its own weight in a fraction of a second and becomes a black hole. The pull of the immense gravity at the center becomes too much for the rest of the star to fight and it explodes into a supernova. Except my body doesn't explode. I just feel the shock waves constant flowing through my body and yet it could bring everything to a standstill creativity for instance I don't feel at the top of my game when I'm depressed often I can't even do anything I'll just sit around watching TV take naps let depression do its thing Even things that give me great pleasure, like writing and recording this podcast, become extremely difficult. I'm greatly appreciative of this podcast, as it allows me to just speak my mind. It's like therapy in a sense. Much like the Q&A stories on Instagram that I've been doing for about a year now. Those are where this all started. People write into me through what are known as question stickers. These little boxes where I can ask my followers anything. My question is always, what's on your mind? And they tell me, and they are not shy. Their responses range from questions and confessions about their relationships, mental health problems, suicidal thoughts, substance abuse problems, to ridiculous questions and comments. Questions about music and TV shows and movies, since my pages are ostensibly based on particular musicians and TV shows. And in turn, I respond to them with my advice, my personal experiences, and my opinions related to their prompts. I record videos of myself responding, an intimate way to have a conversation with one person, often thousands of miles away that thousands of people can watch. But I'm also watching, because when I record videos of myself talking, which I do on my phone, I'm looking at myself on the screen, exactly how anyone who watches will see me after I click send and the video is posted. So for about a year now, I've been giving myself advice and working through my shit in real time while responding to others like staring into a mirror and talking to myself, and then posting those conversations online, only without the prompts. And these stories have helped me grow and change and become more open and vulnerable with myself, which has led me to trust others more and hate people less, and hate myself less, to feel seen by helping others feel seen. I cannot stress how important feeling seen is. Makes me feel less alone in this fucked up world. 
makes me feel like I'm not bad for being who I am and how I am. It makes me willing to share things about myself without being embarrassed, without feeling judged. I'm able to be myself. When I was a kid, I was taunted all the time about the things I liked. That's stupid, they would say, or I hate that. And their opinions would make me feel ashamed. And then if I reacted in a defensive way, I'd be mocked for my feelings. Why are you being so defensive? Oh, are you gonna cry now? That sort of thing led to years of being embarrassed to be me. I was ashamed of who I was. How I was was wrong. So I hid. I didn't share the things I liked with most people because I feared rejection. I feared being ridiculed. It's incredible how much the way you're treated as a kid can affect you for many years to come, if not the rest of your life. And how long it could take to work through those things as an adult and how it can directly impact relationships with others. I used to do the same exact thing with others, especially significant others. That was done to me as far as the things I liked. Oh, you're into that, I'd say? That's so stupid, I hate that. Thankfully, I've learned to change, to stop perpetuating the bad behavior I learned from others when I was a kid. I was a very sensitive kid who grew up to be an even more sensitive adult. To deal with my emotions, I turned to substances. I started self-medicating before I had an inkling there was something that required medication. I started smoking cigarettes at 14, weed at 15, and drinking around the same time. Though that didn't really start to be an issue until my late teens and began to increase during my 20s. I wanted to feel anything other than like myself. At 30, I fell deeper into substance abuse and added sex addiction to my repertoire. Sex became another way for me to feel something other than miserable. But like substance abuse, it took a heavy toll on me made me feel more lonely the more women I was with. I wasn't looking for sex, I was looking for connection. Well, okay, and sex. But sex without any emotions attached left me feeling empty. When you can't remember the name of the person you're fucking while you're fucking them, you have a problem. And drinking went hand in hand with dating, or whatever you want to call what I was doing meeting at bars, getting drunk, going back to my place. Sometimes I would drink so much I blacked out and wouldn't remember a thing after a certain point of what I did or said. Then one night when I was 37, I pissed on the floor in the living room after drinking and smoking so much weed at a get-together with friends and my ex. I was so out of it, I must have thought I was in the bathroom. At least that's what I... I've tried to rationalize it with, but I haven't had a drink since. But the feelings I've been trying to drown didn't just go away. Even now on medication, official from a doctor, not self-prescribed by Dr. Dave, I'm still not in control. I could try my best to manage my mind, but how do I do that? 
with my mind. How the fuck are you supposed to control the thing that's out of control with the very thing that's out of control? The best I can do is enjoy the good days and just roll with it when they're bad. I hadn't cried in a couple of weeks until this morning. I felt okay when I woke up. I thought perhaps the depression I felt yesterday had passed as quickly as it came. I made my coffee. I responded to followers on Instagram. I felt good about myself helping others, but I knew something wasn't right. I felt fragile, like a little eggshell. It was just after 6 a.m. It was dark, quiet. I looked around my apartment, filled with all the things I own, but just me, all alone. And then bam, it hit me. And now I'm just in it and can't get out. I'm standing there in my kitchen, my espresso machine doing its thing, and I'm sobbing. I have to remind myself that I'm still grieving. My wife and I broke up only three and a half months ago after being together for nearly seven years. I fooled myself into thinking I was finally getting over it. I felt like I was moving on. The future excited me, the next chapter. And it still does, and it will. But right now I'm back in the past. I'm back in a place where I was loved. Loved in a way only a partner you've been with for years can love you. A partner you've grown with. A partner who knows you better than anyone else. Better than you do, even. My eyes are filled with tears as I write this. I'm missing her. I'm regretting the mistakes I made. The pain I caused her. The things that led me to being alone. I'm finding it very hard to forgive myself, but I'm trying, trying not to spiral into self-hatred. Tears are rolling down my face and I'm just letting them, no drying, no denying. She was my best friend, my everything, and I fucked it all up. Grief is something that you cannot control. You might think it has let you go, that you've passed the worst of it. And then it's like it never left. But it's okay. I'll sit here and I'll feel it. It's here to teach me something. I need it right now. It's not something I can fight. It will pass and life will move forward again, but not on my terms. This is helping. Writing it all down. I promised her I wouldn't discuss our relationship and have conversations with others that I should have had with her, but couldn't allow myself to for whatever reasons. But I can't not talk about what I've been going through since I moved out, since I've started living my life without her. The first two and a half months after the split were the worst days of my life. The pain of her loss was like half of me had been torn out. Not just like a missing limb, a missing spirit. A part of my soul that had been enmeshed with hers was suddenly and irrevocably gone. All that remained in its place was pain. 
I did my best to distract myself with all sorts of things, but then at the end of each day, when the sun went down, I couldn't avoid the truth. I would lie down on my new bed and not feel her next to me, not feel her head on my chest. I'd slide my hand under the extra pillow like I always had done to hers when she was next to me, when she was mine. She always hated it, but when she'd fall asleep, I'd slide it underneath again and just hold her head in my palm through her pillow. I could still feel it. I could still feel her hugs. I miss those more than anything I've ever had and lost. I miss them more than sex. Fuck a blowjob, just fucking hold me. I would literally give anything I have for one right now. They were there anytime I needed them. All I had to do was ask. I wish I had never taken them for granted. I wish I were sitting with her in our living room right now, and I could turn and ask her for a hug and watch her immediately stand up with her arms open and beckon me like she always did. I wish I could have all the conversations with her that I avoided because I was afraid of losing her. I wish I could have loved myself as much as I loved her. I wish so many things. But as the saying goes, wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one gets filled first. I had an intent to make this episode into a diary, but each one I do surprises me, and I'm enjoying making the show whatever I want it to be each time. So instead of responding to other people this time, I'm responding to myself. What's on your mind? This is what's on my mind. This is what I need right now. This is all I can do right now. Maybe others will get something out of it. Maybe others will feel connected to it. We all go through similar things. It's the human experience. Right now, at this very moment, there are likely millions of people in the world crying over the loss of someone. It's okay to feel exactly how you feel. I tell people this all the time. That and everything passes. It's okay that I'm having trouble moving on right now. I know it's for the best that she and I ended things. You can carry grief over losing someone and the knowledge that it's for the best at the same time. It's like I discussed in my second episode, Eleven, named after the Sandra Cisneros short story which the episode revolved around. You carry all the different ages you were with you at all times. You are a Matryoshka doll. One year stuck inside the other, stuck inside the other. 42-year-old me knows it's for the best, but 38-year-old me is thinking back to the moments when we were still in Brooklyn, and we would leave for work together almost every morning. We would walk a couple of blocks, and then she'd go one way to catch her train, and I'd go the other to catch mine. We'd look back at each other as we walked our separate ways, before we turned our corners and disappear from each other's sight and go about our separate days. 
sometimes we'd stop and just stand there and smile, looking at each other, so in love. Then we'd turn and continue going our separate ways, and I'd hear her call out, Bye, David! <sighs> it was just the sweetest thing. I could still hear it in my head through all this time. I'd turn and see that she had stopped and was looking at me again. That sweet smile on her face. And I'd shout my goodbye to her, shouting my love for her for the whole world to hear. There are many little memories like this that I hold in a jar in my mind. Happy moments shared just between us. But I also need to hold on to the other stuff. The not so great stuff. The things that led us to no longer being that happy couple. Just as you can carry grief in one hand and hope in the other, you can love another person deeply and also know that things weren't good. It's too late to go back and undo things I've done or do things differently. Those are pointless things to think about. Mental self-flagellation. Just another form of self-sabotage. I can't get stuck in what could have been, what should have been, what I would have done differently. I can only move forward, be better, do better. I can behave differently with future partners. I will. I can stop lying to them, to myself. I'm already working on that, just as I'm starting to set boundaries for myself saying no to things instead of doing things just to make others happy. Being my own advocate instead of looking to others to support me. Because I feel like I just can't myself. Paving the way for 43-year-old me, who will be born in just over two months, to be an even better version of myself. No looking back in anger, looking back with compassion accepting my faults, accepting that the bad decisions I made don't negate all of the good ones. Just as the bad times with my ex don't make the good ones any less real, that they are two sides of the same coin. And I will look back on 42 as the year I officially became who I was meant to be all along. In 2020 of all years, as the world seems to be falling apart all around me, I'm working on putting myself back together. Yes, I had to break a few eggs to make this omelette as the saying goes, but sometimes a heartbreak is the only way to shake yourself out of something that isn't serving you. Something that was once the best thing that ever happened to you. This is why I believe in more than one true love. One true love other than yourself because people change. Sometimes change necessitates ending the life you knew for years, the life you were comfortable with. I will always love and care for my ex, just like I love and care for my first wife, even though it's been 12 years since that marriage ended. There's being in love, the romantic side, and then there's love, the caring side. When you're with the person, you have both, at least for a while. But just because you lose the romance, 
you are no longer in love or they are no longer in love with you doesn't mean you have to stop caring. This confuses many people, especially younger people who haven't been through a lot of breakups and believe they will never meet anyone great again. I hear from them all the time. But as my ex told me during a moment of weakness I had after we decided to split, when I told her I didn't want to, it's not just your decision. You don't get to decide everything that happens in your life, but you do get to decide what you do afterwards. To anyone out there going through this, no matter how hard it is, just know it is for the best. That you will get through this, you will move on. You need to. You can visit the past, but don't build a home there. I know moving on is an incredibly difficult thing to do, but you need to look out for yourself. You need to care about yourself before anyone else. I know that sounds selfish, and it is. Sometimes you need to be selfish. You are the only self you've got. Up until not too long ago, I didn't know who that was, not as an individual. I didn't know what I wanted to be, but now I know I just want to be me. From when I was 14, I told myself I was going to be a novelist, but at 41, I decided to put that to the side. I could never finish a novel. I was always great at beginnings and middles, but I could never figure out where things were going. Not too unlike my relationships. These unfinished novels, sitting around like abandoned children that I let die, taught me that it's the doing of the thing that is important. One of the best pieces of advice I have ever received, and it was specifically about writing, it was from a fiction writing workshop professor, but it could be applied to anything, is allow yourself to suck. Not everything is going to be perfect. Even when something is complete, you could still feel dissatisfied by it. But if you do something just for the joy of doing it, not the end result, you can feel a new world open up. You can feel freedom from your own self-imprisonment. A lot of people write into me on Instagram and say, I don't know what to do with my life. I always respond, well, do something. And if you don't like it, do something else. And keep doing things until you find something that fills your soul. I didn't know I was going to enjoy doing a podcast. Just like I didn't know I was going to enjoy responding to random people's questions and helping them feel seen. Just like I didn't know I was going to enjoy making memes. I know all these things now because I tried them. And if you once told yourself that you were going to do something for the rest of your life, and that thing is no longer filling your soul, try something else. I'm not looking at this podcast as the thing I was meant to do. I look at it as a thing I love doing, and I'm looking forward to doing more things that I believe will fill my soul. 
and if they fill my pockets, even better. I'm planning to move to Los Angeles next year. That's where the company that produces my podcasts is. Where my wonderful producer lives. Where the entertainment industry lives. And I want to branch out into things that have nothing to do with fiction writing or memes or podcasting. Voiceover work, narrating audiobooks, voice acting, doing erotic ASMR, whatever. I want to try my hand and voice at everything. I used to mock self-help books and now I want to write some. And then maybe I'll get back to fiction. If I do, I'll be coming at it from a much different angle than I ever could have had I not stopped and moved on to other things. I allowed myself to suck in a different way. I allowed myself to fail so I could start over. And then this thing came along. Writing came back into my life. And I felt the same old love that it had made me feel, only in a different way. I have to write. I have to put out an episode a week. I have deadlines. I want to put out an episode a week. When I was writing fiction, I could go at my own pace. I didn't have any deadlines, which is part of why I never finished anything. And this is much different from the Instagram stories, where I just sit in a comfortable spot and look at my phone and watch myself respond to people off of the top of my head. I put much more thought into these episodes, even this one. I know this episode seems like stream of consciousness, and in a way it has been, but I'm still writing and taking pauses to consider my words more. I've wanted to do episodes like this for a while, to just be me. My therapist referred to me and my public persona as different things, but I don't see it that way. True, I'm very open and vulnerable online and on this podcast, but I do still hold back. I don't talk about everything. For instance, I won't go into very specific details about my ex. I'll reference things that went wrong, but from my side of things, and usually they are just the things I regret. Things I want to talk about in the hope that whoever is listening will learn a bit, so maybe they won't make the same mistakes. And I'll share moments from my life in great detail, but I can't give everything away. I need to have boundaries. And that's no different than how I am in real life. But maybe that's because this is all real life to me, and I'm okay with that. I make connections with people, and some of them are strong, some of them are just passing. And that's no different than real life. There are many people all over the world I'm looking forward to meeting once this COVID nightmare is over and we can all travel freely again. But how far away is that? In a way, I feel like I've been preparing myself to not go anywhere since I was a teenager and first got online. AOL, chat rooms, instant messages. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And I'm okay with that because I'm changing. I'm becoming a better version of myself. It's been a long process. It's taken my entire life. 
but I'm finally happy doing it. And so, as I sit here writing, depressed as fuck, and crying, and grieving, and missing my ex, I'm also hopeful. I know I will move on. I will move forward. I will take steps back. And I will move forward again. And as time goes by, I will take fewer steps back. I'll find love. It won't be the same love as what I had with my ex. And that's okay. I wouldn't want it to be. And I will still hold on to the good times and look back and smile. And I will learn from the bad times. I wouldn't be exactly where I am today, who I am today, without both. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you all for listening. Please remember, subscribe, review, rate, share this podcast, and follow my Instagram accounts, Nick Cape and the Bad Memes, Sad Peaks, Don Trooper, Amy Bridgers, and the Sad Bastard Pod. I'll be back next week, and until then, be good to yourselves, love yourselves, forgive yourselves. Taken me down, my friend As they usher me off to my end Well, I bid you adieu well, I'll be seeing you soon What they say around here is true Then we'll meet again